Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy the potential. Yes, the purpose for the potential that you're already having is for you to develop it and deploy it so that you can provide goods and services to other people. The greatest commandment is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Love is more than <clears throat> how we feel. Love is not just an emotional, euphoric feeling. Love is a commitment. Love is doing something for somebody. Love has to be expressed. I know these days when love is mentioned, most people only think about romantic love, fuzzy feelings, feelings of feeling good. But God loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave. Love is shown. Love is demonstrated. Love is not just a feeling. And that is why when you love God, you spend time in learning and knowing, not just about God, but knowing Him. You spend time in with Him. And you do this through reading the Word of God. God talks to you like, like that through His Word. And you talk back to God, you talk with him, when you pray and tell him what's running through your mind, what you need, and have fellowship with him like that. The more you spend time in God's word, the more you're going to discover and know him. You realize that God loves people. God loves people. I cannot overemphasize this. God loves people. You know, we are told, if God did not spare his only begotten son, but gave him up for us, how much more alongside with him will he give us all other things? People are so dear to God. People are so precious to God. God loves people so much that he gave up his son to die a disgraceful death, a painful and excruciating death on a Roman cross because he wanted to redeem the souls of men and women. Maybe I have to say that again. God loves people so much. People are so important to God. God cares so much. God loves people so much that he had to sacrifice his son for people. Therefore, if you want to touch the heart of God, if you want to do something that will please God, you have to learn to love people as well. I used to say something like this. 
If God had a to-do list, when he gets up each day, the top priority will be people. He cares so much for you and me that he laid down his life for us. That is the greatest news ever. Gets me excited. That's why the second part of the great commandment is to love people. You love God, you realize that, oh, God loves people, you turn around, you love people. It's not complicated. You love people by demonstrating that love for them, providing goods and services to people. That is why it's very important for you to develop that potential that you have in you so you can use that potential to demonstrate your love for your fellow humans. We've been looking at the life of Joseph. We are in chapter four of my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. I'm not talking about racism because I'm angry with somebody. I'm not talking about racism because somebody has paid me too. I'm not talking about racism because I want to settle any scores. What is driving me is the hope that you and I, yes, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody. You who is watching right now. There is a reason why you stumble across this broadcast. I don't know if you're watching it live or after it's been broadcasted and posted. There is a reason why you are watching it. You can change, you can make a difference. I want you to join me so that together we can put the last nail on the coffin of racism because racism is dead. Racism is a toothless bulldog. Racism has to be buried. And I want you to participate in doing that. I want to thank you for joining us today. There are three things that you can do for me. Three easy things that I'm asking of you. I need your help to spread this message. Share, that is the first thing. Invite other people to join this if you're watching it live. The second thing I want you to do is to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever you are, you are finding this uh, broadcast, you can follow me. The last thing I want you to do is to get a copy of this book. Yeah, the books are, is it $10 or $9.99 or something like that? You can make a difference. Don't just get a copy for yourself. Why not buy a copy for a friend so that we can have this conversation together? You can support this initiative by buying more than one copy. If you need a lot of copies, my publishing company, IEM Press, published the book. So you are talking to the person who is going to give you the discount. And there are huge discounts available for somebody who wants to buy many copies to give to other people. I strongly encourage you to do that. We have to shine the light 
into the darkness of racism so we can drive it away. The life of Joseph has been very instrumental in teaching us on how to deal with the issue of racism. We've seen a lot of lessons from the life of Joseph and the lessons are not ending. We talked about having, a, having an understanding of the, of the bigger picture, living above your circumstances, making the most with what you have, and that your gift will make a way out and bring you before kings. And that the shortcut to prominence, the shortcut to getting to the top is by solving problems. We have problems all around us. Look for a problem that is going to line up with the potential that is in you, develop yourself, unleash that solution, solve that problem. The bigger the problem that you solve, the more you're going to get rewarded. And with God on our side, we are in the majority. We don't need the approver of the majority because when we stand with God, we are already majority. And we also said you can rise above institutionalized discrimination. Call it systematic racism, whatever you want to call it. You can rise above it. <clears throat> Today, and the last time we also talked about change yourself and not others. Please, this is very, very important. Change yourself. If you didn't watch that broadcast, I encourage you to go watch it. Change yourself and not others. In other words, if somebody feels that, or they tell you, or they believe that you are beneath their feet, that you are inferior, you don't need to believe it. You don't need to accept it. Don't even try to change them. If you know you are not inferior, then behave, believe, speak as somebody who is not. Stop saying they did this to me because that is not a way forward as we're going to see today. We're going to be talking about something that touches suffering. I, I can't say I'm an expert. I can't say I have all the answers. And that is why I'm looking at the life of Joseph and trying to pull some lessons that can help us deal with the adversities that befall us. We're going to be talking today about all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good. It is not possible for you to walk through two doors that are open. It is not possible for you to be going to the west and going to the east at the same time. Can I say that again? It is impossible for you to go towards this direction and at the same time you are going towards this direction. All things work together for good. When you are in the midst of it, it may not appear to make any sense. For example, when you go to work 
and they hand that pink slip to you. It doesn't make sense. What makes sense at that moment to you is your cash flow situation, the bills that are awaiting you, the fact that your job is gone, your salary is gone, the benefits are gone. That is what you feel. That is, that is the reality at the moment that is very evident. However, however, there is a lot that is happening in the background that you may not be aware of. And that is where we're going to be focusing today. How do you go past the pain? How do you go past the loss? How do you go past the discrimination? How do you go past the hatred? How do you go past the maltreatment? How do you go past the slavery? How do you go past the false imprisonment? How do you go past the discrimination? How do you go past any evil that has befallen you? It can be caused by others. It can be natural. How do you go past the pain? Before I get into the depth of it, I want you to understand something. God is not unaware of suffering. God is not unaware of injustice. God is not unaware of false accusation. God is not unaware of pain. God is not unaware of death. No matter what happens to us, God has been through it himself. And that is our hope in knowing that we are not alone. We have a God who can identify with us. Never forget that Jesus Christ himself suffered, was tortured, falsely accused, and was crucified. And he died, yes, he died. Where was God when Jesus was dying on the cross? I want you to understand that, that God knows, he understands. And that is why the good, the bad, and the ugly I didn't say the good, the bad, and the ugly are good. No. However, what the enemy means for bad, God has a way of turning it into something good for us. And that is why all things work together for our good. Usually, we try to be good because we're avoiding bad things to happening, from happening to us. Unfortunately, bad things happen to good people Bad things happen to bad people. Good things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. At times we wonder why we have been good, yet bad things happen to us. What sin did Jesus commit to end up on the cross? What crime did he commit? Who did he steal from? Who did he lie to? Nobody yet. He died a gruesome, disgraceful death. I want us to go back and look at the life of Joseph 
to understand this lesson that can help you escape whatever trap you are in right now, that can help you walk in victory. I've heard those that forgive are those that are strong. I want you to be strong. It takes strength. It takes courage to forgive. I didn't say those that do wrong are justified. No, I'm not going to focus on them. Let them deal with their evil. I'm talking to you. What are you going to do? You that people have taken advantage of. You that you've been wrong. You that you've been hurt. You that have been discriminated against. What are you going to do with this pain? What are you going to do with this frustration? What are you going to do with the anger? What are you going to do with the desire to pay back? What are you going to do with it? Let it destroy you or let it go so God can build something beautiful out of it. I'm going to spend an entire episode talking about a conversation I had with an African-American brother when I brought up some of the issues that have happened in America in the past, and uh, this individual was trying to tell me I don't understand. I was trying to point him to Joseph. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. Joseph was lied upon. He was sent to prison, discriminated, maltreated. Yet, he was able to take the higher road. It's about letting your light shine. You know better, you shine the light into the darkness. And I say this because the African-Americans' ancestors were forcefully brought to the United States of America out of their, it wasn't their decision. They were caught by their own brothers and sold into slavery. However, whatever happened, these individuals did not like coming to America. Here am I here in America today. I paid my way to come to the United States. Yes, I bought the air ticket. It cost a lot of money to come to the United States. Unfortunately, there are people here who were forcefully brought here. But the exciting thing is this, all of us are here right now and we can let God use being here to do something and bring glory to his name. Again, when I started this series, I told you where my point of reference is. I come from a biblical perspective. I'm a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe in the scriptures. I believe in God as revealed in the Bible. And that is my point of reference. And if you want to understand what I'm saying, I'm pleading with you, look at it from that perspective. It may not make sense to you, but it is the truth and the truth alone that sets people free. When you start understanding that God loves you above everything else, when you start understanding you are precious in the sight of God, when you start understanding that you are made in the image and likeness of God, when you start understanding that God sent his only begotten son to die for you, when you understand that God loves you immensely, that he's willing to go that extra mile to make that sacrifice on your behalf, that God thinks of you, he loves you. When you understand that, whatever shackles people have placed on you, whatever limitations people have placed on you, are going to fall off. 
And for those of you who think, oh, I need to feel superior in order to be contented. I need other people to be beneath my feet. I need to trample on other people. It's because you have a void in you. You, you, you. You've not understood also that God created you in his image and likeness and that God loves you. You don't need to trample on other people to feel good. You don't need to feel superior over other people to feel good. You don't need to take advantage of other people to feel good. You too need to understand that God loves you immensely. And that is why my encouragement for all of us is to move towards God at the foot of the cross in Christ. We are all one. There is neither Jew, there is neither Gentile, no male, no female. We are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. We are one family. We are one family. I didn't say we are the same. We are different, unique. And that's why each human being, irrespective of their skin color, has a unique fingerprint. God creates us individually. We are unique. Yeah, people may try to group us based upon the shade of the color of our skin. But these are just superficial uh, uh, divisions. It doesn't really matter. I was telling my students in class yesterday that when it comes to geology, when it comes to geology, nature is teaching us a lot. A rock in Australia, an igneous rock, a basalt in Australia, is the same as a basalt in the United States. You can't tell. It's impossible. There's no difference. No matter where you find a basalt in the world, it's a basalt. A granite is a granite. We may divide and say, oh, we're in Australia, we're in America, we're in this. If we didn't give those names, maybe some other civilization after us will call them differently. The name doesn't really matter. What matters is the fact that we have one human family, one human family with different shades of color, different heights, different weights, different whatever. But at the end of the day, nobody's superior, nobody is inferior. None is a child of a lesser God. You need to believe that if you want to be set free. The brothers of Joseph, if, if this is the first time you are listening to this, the past episodes went in-depth to what happened to him. I'm going to bring you up to speed. Joseph had dreams, shared them with his brothers. His brothers hated him for those dreams, sold him into slavery because they wanted him to die so that his dreams would die. It was not easy on Joseph, being sold, betrayed by his own brothers. His brothers sold him to Egypt. And in Egypt, Joseph was faithful, yet he was not rewarded with good because the wife of his master lied about him and he ended up in prison. Can you imagine that this guy did the right thing, refusing to commit adultery, yet he was not rewarded? He was sent to prison. But if Joseph did not go to prison, he would not have met the chief Baker and the, 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 the person who was in charge of uh, holding Pharaoh's, uh, the, the, the cup bearer. He would have met those top ranking officials. Joseph would have had an opportunity to interpret dreams. He was in prison. At times you are fired from your job or call it laid off. Whatever happens, you lose your job. It's not easy. It's the most difficult thing to happen. But until that door closes, Another door will not happen. 
I talk from experience. I've been laid off twice from the oil and gas industry, but the best thing that ever happened to me was this last time that I got laid off because oil prices went down. I'm having this conversation with you today because I got laid off. I've been able to write and publish 17 books and counting because I got laid off. Great opportunities have opened up to me because I got laid off. It changed the trajectory of my life in ways unimaginable. All things work together for the good of those who love God. Now, Joseph went through all this. He became the, 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 the one person in Egypt. Then his brothers showed up. Let me read to you the exchange between Joseph and his brothers. And you understand where I'm going to. It doesn't make sense, but I want you to trust, trust God. Trust God with your pain. Trust God with your disappointment. Trust God. Trust God. And see what is going to happen from it. It's all around us. You just need to take a seat to understand that. The seed has to die. If the seed has to increase, the seed has to go through some stuff, some decay, some changes for that tree in the seed to come forth. And so the seed can not only recoup one seed, but a multiplication. Let the pain be an impetus of multiplication in your life. Let the disappointment be an impetus of multiplication in your life. Let the loss be an impetus for you to experience increase. You need to believe that. And Joseph said to his brothers, I'm reading from the uh, New King James Version, uh, Genesis chapter 45, verse uh, 4 to 8. Listen attentively and listen closely because there's some, some powerful, powerful words in here. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. Come, I'm your brother Joseph. Come near to me. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother whom you sold into Egypt. See, Joseph did not deny the fact that he was sold. He was betrayed. He was enslaved. He didn't, I don't want you to deny your pain. I don't want you to deny your misery. I don't want you to deny the suffering. I don't want you to deny the mistreatment. I don't want you to deny. Don't pretend. Yes, accept it. Embrace it. Yes, say it. You've spoken to me wrongly. You've called me a wrong name. You, you, you've, you've said I'm inferior or whatever has happened. Don't deny it. However, don't remain there. Don't remain there. Joseph reminded his brothers, look, I'm the guy that you sold. Yeah, you sold me. You sold me. Now, you're going to understand why he said you sold me. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. Does that make sense? He was supposed to be sticking it with them, isn't it? You guys took away my, my youth. You sold me into, into a foreign country. Now I have become the person that you did not want me to become. I'm the leader. I have all the power now. I'm going to stick it to you. No. He told his brothers, don't be angry with yourself for selling me. And then he said something that is mind-boggling. doesn't make sense at all. This is what he said. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Joseph said to his brothers, look, I'm the guy you guys sold. However, don't be angry with yourself for doing this terrible thing, for betraying me, for letting me down. For it is God who sent me before you. Does it make sense to you? The brothers are guilty as charged. Yet Joseph says, don't be sad. 
Don't grieve over it. Yes, you did something bad, but it is God who sent me. He's, he's speaking double talk here. Is Joseph cuckoo or something? These guys are guilty. They sold him to slavery. He should stick it to them. No. He said God was doing something. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God, God, sent me before you to preserve a prosperity for you in earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Can you, can you imagine? His brother sold him, and now Joseph is telling them now, look, guys, you thought you were selling me. You thought you were hating me. You thought you wanted my dreams to die. Oh, no. God was moving as a step ahead of you. He sent me here. He sent me here. Yes, you did evil, but God sent me here. And that's why the Bible keeps telling us God was with Joseph. Is God with you? That's what counts above everything else. This was a clear case of discrimination, of hatred, of, of betrayal, and these guys needed to pay big time for it. Yet Joseph said, look, God is with me. He was already moving a step ahead of you guys. Whoever has fired you, whoever has mistreated you, whoever has done evil to you, I want to tell you today, God is a step ahead. God is a step ahead. Are you seeing God in the situation? Are you able to understand what God is trying to do here? Can you lean into God and let him take the glory? Turn the good, the, turn the bad into good for you? Turn the ugly into good for you? Joseph told his brothers, they've been farming in the land for two years. We have five more years to go. And you guys wouldn't have made it. If I was not here, and now I've been placed in charge of the supplies. So now, it was not you who sent me here, but God. Wow, it gets, it, it just gets, uh, I, it gets more mind-boggling, right? Now he's, he's even telling his brothers, oh, it's like today. Some people say, Lord, oh, you guy, you have, been, you have been oppressed, but you don't know that you're being oppressed, you know? Yeah, Joseph is like, look, look, you guys, you sold me. Then he turned around and said, oh, but, but don't be angry with yourself. And then he said, no, it's not even you who sent me here. God sent me. How, how is that making sense? These are the guys who sold you, Joseph. Hold them. Hold their feet to the fire. You are letting them go? Isn't that what the woke culture is telling us? Stick their feet into the fire. How is that helping us? How has that set you free? How has that liberated you? He that the son of man has set free is free indeed. Your freedom comes from Christ. Your freedom comes from being born again and reconciled to God. Your freedom comes from God being on your side. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all Egypt. Joseph focused on the outcome. Joseph focused on the outcome. There are millions of people every year trying to come to the United States of America. I'm speaking as an immigrant. The year I won the DV lottery, 14 million of us were vying for 50,000 visas. 
And there are people in the United States right now, instead of looking at all the opportunities that they can rise up to, all what I'm talking about is, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me. Please don't get me wrong. You're going to misunderstand me if you don't listen and listen very carefully. I didn't say it wasn't painful. Joseph wept when his brothers showed up. He cried, yet he, he, he refused to remain at the place of pain. He refused to remain at the place of anger and regret. He pulled himself up and said, look, brothers, you meant bad. Brothers, you meant evil. Brothers, you were wicked. Brothers, you didn't love me. However, the love of God is better. God's plan is better. Look at it now unfolding. And that is why many years later on, the Apostle Paul was able to write this scripture for us. That I, I, I wanted to allow it to conduct your life. Romans 8, 28 says that word. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Did Joseph, did, did Joseph love God? Sure, he did. That is why when Potiphar's wife said, Joseph, lie with me, commit adultery. Remember, Joseph was a young man. He, his hormones were raging. He was handsome. He had no girlfriend. Yet he told that woman, look at her straight in her face and told her, woman, I am not going to do this great evil against God. He did not even say, you know, the sin. No, he said it's against God. Do you love God? Do you love God? The God factor is the most important one. If God be for you, nobody can be against you. Nothing born of woman, no power, no principality, nothing in heaven, on earth, and under the earth can separate you from the love of God. You can take that to the bank. You need to understand that, believe it, and walk in it. That is how you walk in victory. Anybody looking at Joseph while he was a slave and imprisoned would have ruled him out because his circumstances did not seem to align with the dream that he had for his life. Remember, the dream of Joseph was to become the leader, the ruler, over all his brothers and his parents. And his brothers didn't like it. But if you saw Joseph in prison in Egypt, enslaved, condemned for life, there was no indication that he was moving towards that direction. He was deprived of physical freedom. There was no way, humanly speaking, that he would have become the leader his dreams had predicted. But God was with him and was working out everything for his good. And that is what I want you, to let God be on your side. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, if you've not been reconciled to God, this is an opportunity for you to do that. For in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that, you know, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For it is with our mouth that confession is made unto salvation. And it is with 
our hearts that we believe unto righteousness. As simple as this may sound, for you to believe that Jesus died on the cross, you have to understand that he died for, us, for our sin because without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. And that is why you need to acknowledge that you are a sinner and that Jesus paid the price for your sins. He came and died for you. You know the guilt that you are hiding. None of us is good. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You haven't reconciled to God. This is the time for you to do that. Become a child of God. Let God be on your side. And no matter what happens, nothing will separate you from the love of God. When you accept that love by accepting Christ into your life and let him become the Lord of your life. You may still be wondering, what am I talking about? It doesn't make sense. This Joseph guy, he was he lived a thousand years ago, so many thousand years ago. So how has that got to do with me today? What I'm saying is this. Joseph demonstrated that what we need is God to be on our side. Because when God is on our side, no matter what happens, we have the ability to rise up and surmount all type of evil and walk in victory. Now, this is, I'm going to read a psalm here to you, Psalm 105, 16 to 22. This is a psalm that was written a long time after Joseph had passed. And the psalmist is talking about what actually transpired in the life of Joseph in Egypt. Now, listen. Moreover, he called a famine in the land, talking to God. God called the famine in the land. The famine that brought the brothers of Joseph down to Egypt. God was in charge. He was behind the scenes. He destroyed all the provision of bread. And that is why start. Joseph had a dream. God gave him the dream. You have a dream. You have potential in you. You are gifted and talented. And remember, God is going to do everything possible in his power to make sure that dream comes to fulfillment. If it means destroying the entire economy of, economy, of a country, just as the, 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 he destroyed all the provision of bread in Egypt, God is going to make a way for you so that his dream, the dream that he has for you, is going to be fulfilled. Now, he's saying that he sent a man before them. He's reaffirming what Joseph said. You guys thought you, you hated me, you sold me into slavery. No, God was sending me. So he's saying that he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. The fact that God is working with you does not mean that you are not going to go through stuff. The fact that God is working with you does not mean that you're not going to go through difficulties. The fact that God is working with you does not mean you're not going to go through pain. The fact that God is working with you does not mean you're not going to go through betrayal. Yeah, the fact that God is working with you does not mean you're not going to go through uh, 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 people hating you, calling you name, despising you, imprisoning you, whatever. Because we live in a day where political correctness is ruling and people just want to please everybody, to be accepted, to be loved by everybody. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Jesus said, if I've been persecuted, if this can be done to the wet tree, how much more of a dry tree? What is moving you? The approval of everybody? What is trending? What is popular? What are you standing for? You need to understand, nobody, nobody ever walked with God and was spared 
from going through stuff. Joseph was sent by God, yet he was enslaved. Joseph was sent by God, yet he was in prison. Joseph was sent by God, yet it made him to walk without pay. Joseph was sent by God, yet his rights were taken. Listen to what they did to Joseph. They hurt his feet with fetters. In other way, he was in chains. This is God's guy in chain. This is God's guy in prison. This is God's guy in light against God's guy. Nothing to show. But remember, God is always going to have the last laugh. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. Amen to that. There was a time, there is a time coming for you. You need to understand that God is having a plan. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. Wow. From being in shackles, from being in prison, to the person who can bind the princes of Egypt at his pleasure and teach the elders wisdom. From being detestable to the person who was teaching the elders of Egypt wisdom. I hope somebody is listening to me today. I hope you are beginning to understand that every adversity that you've been through, all the shackles, everything that you've been through, God is a step ahead. You just have to let him take over. You have to surrender to him and begin to understand what God wants to do. To truly understand what is going on in our lives, community, our country, and the world, we must factor God in the equation. Without God in the equation, we're only left with hopelessness. But when we factor God in the equation, and we know we who love God, everything is working together for our good, we'll be rest assured that victory, victory, eventually, we know how it's going to end. We know. We know how it's going to end. Light always, always, triumph over evil and light is going to win eventually. No matter how dark it's going to get, it got really dark with Joseph. But eventually, he emerged. Those who have decided to reject God have come up with some worldly solutions that have failed to deliver the peace, joy, contentment, purpose, and happiness that we all create. And that is why I've been saying this. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you call me. You don't know me. You may think you do. I'm not my skin color. You don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know why I'm here. You don't know where I'm going. And that's why you cannot stop me. You cannot. You cannot. You don't have what it takes. Many have questioned why a good God will allow suffering, slavery, death, 
discrimination, hate, murder, and all the ills that we suffer from. How could a good God do that? There are many excellent resources that handle this subject better than I can. And you can refer to those. There are many good books out there. People have written a lot about this issue of suffering. That it is important to note that the life of Joseph demonstrates a simple truth that God will make use of the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm saying the good, the bad, and the ugly because Joseph, the bad things in his life were he was betrayed, he was sold into slavery, he was shipped off into a different country, he was put to forced labor, he was forcefully sent to prison, lied upon. Those were the bad things in his life. But there were good things happening in his life as well. Joseph's master's business prospered over him. We are told he worked hard. He was diligent. We are told that in prison, he was placed in charge of all the other prisoners because he had leadership ability. He could organize. And when two prisoners had an issue, he interpreted their dreams, comforted them, and brought hope. Those were good things in his life. And those good things also did what? He used them when he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh and that positioned him to become number two in Egypt. So God uses the good, the bad, and the ugly. Are you willing to trust God to make the most of whatever situation you are in? Are you willing to trust God? I have. You should. You can choose life, victory, hope, and happiness by trusting God to work all things for your good. I believe that a hundred percent. I remember when I wanted to move out to the United States now, when I was in Cameroon, I had this idea that in the United States, jobs are everywhere, and that you just show up we heard that you just wash, if you wash dishes in the restaurant, man, you just get tons of money. You'll be paid a lot of money. And I had all these ideas in my mind. I didn't know what I know now. And so when I, 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 I planned to come, my, my, my uh, classes were supposed to start in the, in, in, in the fall. And I tried to get my visa in June. I was supposed to start school in August. And I thought, well, if I come up in June, I have at least July and part of June and part of August to make as much money as possible before school starts. Little did I know when I came to the United States that as an international student, I could not walk off campus uh, and uh, campus jobs were very limited and all that. So I went to the embassy and I tried to get a visa in June. Mm -mm -mm -mm, they turned me down. I went again a second time. Mm -mm -mm, they turned me down. I went again the third time, mm, 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 mm. they turned me down. The more I was waiting, the closer I was getting to my day of departure, to the day my classes were supposed to start. And that is why finally the fourth time I got the visa, and the next day I was on the plane flying to the United States uh, to start school in uh, was about two days or, or three. It's when I actually got here that I realized why I was delayed. And in retrospect, I begin to thank God that I did not come in June because if I did, it would have been a disaster because all the expectations I had 
And what I was thinking back then was not in alignment with how things turned out when I showed up. There are too many stories of people that have suffered adversity and out of that adversity has come some of the most beautiful songs, beautiful books, beautiful ideas and all that. Don't let your pain. And that is why it's very dangerous, very dangerous to seek for vengeance. God says, no, don't go there. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Don't try. Don't try. Don't try to pay back. It's not, it's not your responsibility. What you have to do is to trust God with the ultimate outcome. When you believe this, that everything is working together for your good, you are truly, truly free. I want to thank you so much for listening today. And please do me a favor, share the broadcast. If you have any questions, if you have any concerns, let me know. Put them in the, uh, the chat box. If you disagree with what I'm saying, let me hear your own perspective. And um, let's have a conversation. And again, the book is here. You can get it on Amazon. You can read it on Kindle for free. If you want an autographed copy, there's information below on how you can get hold of me. I strongly encourage you to support what we're doing here. Get a copy, get copies, share them with somebody. And I remain blessed. Thank you so much for watching. Keep those comments coming. God bless you. Stay tuned for more updates.